Hey, Howard Jacobson here. Welcome to today's Plant Yourself podcast. A quick reminder, this podcast is free for everyone and supported by patrons. So if you would like to find out about becoming a patron of the show and helping us out, helping defray the cost, helping to spread the message, you can do so at plantyourself.com slash gift. Thanks so much and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Howard Jacobson here with day five of the Plant Yourself podcast, South African lockdown edition. I'm up uh, early in the morning and there's a light rain. So you should be able to hear maybe the the rain pounding on the tin roof ahead up above me. And there's a bird going, which I expect you'll, you'll catch at some point during this podcast. Um, it's overcast, but we have a view of the mountains that are often covered in clouds. So um, if the rain stops, this will be a lovely day for just sort of chilling, walking around. Um, I'm starting a uh, a six-week push-up challenge. My uh, friend uh, Carly Assay, who's been a two-time guest on the podcast, he's the director, producer, star of Unsupersize Me um, and a couple other films based on uh, you know, whole food, plant-based nutrition and physical training. Um, I reached out to him and said, hey, while I'm here, I might as well get strong. So he's given me a, um, a daily exercise regimen. Today is leg and pull-up day, um, I think. No, maybe it's just leg day. And tomorrow, or tomorrow is push-ups and then um, pull-ups and core. I have to check. I took notes. Um, but uh, if the rain stops, I will be lunging out in the grass, uh, maybe I'll just do that anyway. And uh, I, I have enough clothes here that if something gets wet, uh, we don't have a, a washer dryer, but we do, you know, have indoor uh, racks for drying things. So it should be all right. So I've been thinking about how I think about my situation and invite you to think about how you think about your situation right now. So I, I started out by saying, you know, to people, oh, well, we're stuck in South Africa because uh, it, was, it was quite a shock. We're supposed to go back to the United States um, this Wednesday, arriving Thursday morning, and clearly that's, that's not going to happen. When we heard that South African Airways was, um, well, no, we, we heard that the U.S. State Department issued some sort of code for travel alert and urged all U.S. citizens to head home immediately. And that uh, frightened us into taking action. We called South African Airways and and said, hey, our flight's on the 2nd, but we would like to move it up to March 25th, which was last Wednesday. Um, and they said, okay, sure. And they you know checked us in and gave us new seat assignments for this new flight. And literally less than an hour later, we heard on the news that South African Airways had basically folded, that they were not going to be flying any more international flights or regional flights. The only flight they were going to keep doing was the Cape Town to Joburg route. And they weren't going to resume anything else until the end of May earliest. And shortly after that, there was a lot of talk in government circles about we're done bailing out South African Airways. They lose billions of dollars a year. There's other carriers who fly to South Africa. We have such economic and social and political 
problems, health problems, why are we bailing out a failing airline? So within an hour of booking that return flight, we didn't have one anymore. And at that point, we started panicking a little bit. And after rejecting flight through Istanbul, which we thought there was a very good chance the U.S. wouldn't let us in, and then we would be stuck in Istanbul uh, without the language, with a fairly authoritarian uh, regime, we found a KLM flight that was supposed to depart on Friday. And all through that week... Um, we would check and say, yep, flight's still going, flight's still going. And by Friday, Thursday afternoon, we heard from our neighbors at this uh, wedding compound, the, uh, the house next to us, the people who were staying there, actually were newlyweds who just got married the day before we arrived and just never left, that her mother's a travel agent and that flight had been canceled as well. And so my reaction to all these... Um, setbacks was that I was stuck and the way I was talking about it was we were trapped and even though we we came here we wanted to be here we love where we are it's probably our favorite place on earth um, that feeling of we can't get out combined with this lockdown where we're not supposed to be out on the roads anywhere seeing people the only thing we can do is go get emergency food supplies medical supplies and there's t there are stories about people, you know, in Cape Town and Johannesburg and Durban, like just going out to walk their dog or ride a bicycle and being arrested. So we're taking this pretty seriously. And the way I've been thinking about it, honestly, has been help. We're trapped. And of course, there are <laughs> there are lots of things that I wish were different. I wish I had more stuff. Uh, I wish I brought a frisbee. I wish we had let. Our son bring his classical guitar. Um, my wife's computer, you know, she didn't think she'd need it for three weeks. She could just borrow mine, but now she's off of, you know, her stuff and email and, and doing all that on her phone. Um, I wish I had more clothes. Um, I wish we weren't running out of nutritional yeast because <laughs> you can't get that anywhere uh, around here. And so my general attitude was one of looking around and seeing lack and then a post that I saw that Kathy Hester had shared on Facebook reminded me, don't say you're stuck at home, say you're safe at home. And that kind of started a cascade for me of thinking about my situation and my family's situation differently. That, oh, poor us, we're, we're stuck in an 80-hectare beautiful nature place with, with hiking trails, with a waterfall, with a lake with canoes and little boats. There's a swimming pool. Like, we've got it really good. But, I, but focusing only on what I couldn't have, I was, I was blinding myself to what I did have. And I know there's a lot of people. I talk to my sister pretty much daily. She and her husband have been trapped for weeks in a small uh, you know, condo on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, not leaving for anything. And I know we have it way better than a lot of people. Way better. And yeah, finances are worrisome right now. I don't really have access to some of the financial tools that I would normally have. And I'm not working and making income right now. And 
I have double expense, living expenses here and in the States. And yet, focusing on what I do have and what I can have and what I can experience is a very different baseline. Yesterday, we uh, escaped, drove to um, a local sort of produce distributor. Now, this is a, a business that distributes to the restaurants and resorts around here. So they get sort of top-notch stuff, send it to Drakenberg Sun, and they send it to Champagne Sports and Champagne Castle and the other, you know, Monk's Cow, all the, the, um, the high-end resorts that with, with um, you know, expensive restaurants and two-star Michelin chefs and all that. And usually they have just a little bit left over. But now the resorts are all closed, so whatever they're getting is top-notch. And we went there and we found these beautiful grapes, sweet and just bursting with flavor. We found bags of spinach. We haven't seen fresh greens in a while. And just to see those bags of spinach and to not take them all. Like, you know what spinach does when you, uh, when you cook it. it. It boils down to almost nothing. But, you know, there were four bags. We took two. We left two for other people. Um... They had bananas, teeny little sort of finger bananas. Um, what else? We got, a, we got a red bell pepper. And just looking at this, like I've been living on parboiled white rice and tinned baked beans. Like pretty much that's been like 70 to 80% of my calories. We found some, some muesli that I'm... Thankfully, my eyes aren't good enough to read the small print of what's in them. But I'm having that for breakfast. But to find greens to find fresh produce like I've never been to a store and saw greens and was that grateful before and it was very much that uh, don't you know you don't know what you got till it's gone and then there it was again and it really this has really recalibrated my gratitude to see a bag of greens to see a red bell pepper to realize like these little things like I've all, they've always been in my life I've always been able to get fresh produce and now that it's hard I'm realizing how much I've taken for granted and how grateful I am for you know even the parboiled rice and beans cuz uh I mean heck is there still fiber in there um there's still you know clean calories it's sure you know it certainly would be better to have uh higher fiber foods and more variety. But still, you know, looking at what I have as opposed to what I don't have has been a real mental game changer. It, it kind of reminds me of when a lot of people go plant-based. Um, they focus on what they can't have anymore. And when a lot of us go plant-based, other people in our lives focus on what we can't have anymore. Oh, like there, there was actually in, in this uh, South African like ladies magazine, there's like a stack of four of them in, in the house where we're staying from like October 2019. And this one has got uh, a two-page spread on travel and travel tech and travel apps. And one of the travel apps that they mention in this South African magazine in this, this country where meat-eating is worshipped, was Happy Cow. And it says, like, if you have a restrictive diet, you might find it challenging to eat when you travel. And I was like, no, 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 I don't have a restrictive diet. 
I have the best diet in the world because I don't think about what I don't eat anymore. I'm not like, well, I can't have that, I can't have that, I can't have that. I think about what I can have and what is available to me and how much more variety and excitement I get out of my meals than just about anyone else I know who doesn't eat this way. And I've been thinking about bringing that attitude to everything in my life right now to really getting excited by what I had. And I'll tell you one more, one more story. Um, my daughter and I were, were hiking, and we both have Osprey backpacks. And we, this was before the lockdown, so we were, we were still able to go out into the, uh, the World Heritage Site Nature Preserve. And she mentioned, like, and, hey, and if we get lost, do you have a, a whistle? I'm like, I, I have what? She says, look, Osprey backpacks, the, the chest strap, the, the sternum strap comes with a whistle. And I looked at it and I was like, whoa, there it is. There is a whistle on my backpack that I didn't know about. I've had this backpack for like a year, a year and a half. You know, you think you can get pretty intimate with a backpack in a year and a half. Like there's no more hidden pockets or zippers or, or special features. And there it was like this. And I, and I know this is like, you know, me being seven years old and pretending to be Dick Tracy or something, like having, you know, I don't know, a shoe phone or <laughs> some sort of magical thinking. But I can't tell you how it titillated me to discover this new feature on my backpack that I will probably never use. But it just underscores the joy and the 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 mental abundance that comes from focusing on positive, focusing on what I do have, focusing on what I can do. Because objectively, I mean, there's no such thing as objectively, but if there were objectively, we're right now in a good place. And we're safe. And we, yeah, we have challenges. You know, there's four of us in a small house. Um, and my kids are adults. And so there's all those dynamics about... Well, they come back under our roof and uh, we start treating them like children and they start acting like children. And like there's challenges. This is not like a vacation retreat. This is a spiritual work on get our shit together retreat. But it's still an opportunity. And hearing the birds sing and fighting off the monkeys who have gotten good now. They can now open our front door. They have, they have mastered doorknobs. Or not doorknobs, but it's like a door handle. So now the front door stays locked, and the back door um, is, sticks, especially in this humid rain. So we're hoping that uh, you know, they won't be able to pull that one open. But all of these things in the context of we're okay, and we've got what we need, and we have bonus. We have, we have extra. We have blessings. And so... I can't compare my situation to yours. Obviously, I don't know what yours is. I don't know how hard it is. But I'm guessing somewhere along the line, there are things that we can all be grateful for. And in the stress of the worry and the uncertainty, we can lose sight of those things. So I don't know if this is helpful at all. Um, It has been helpful for me to just hear myself talk about it, surely. (laughs) And... Um, let me know. Let me know what you think. You know, you send me an email, hj at plantyourself.com or comment on the blog or on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash plantyourself. 
Um, I'm working on a little project here since I do have a good microphone and my voice is very low and resonant right now. Um, I'm going to make some some sort of relaxation and how to um, you know survive working at the desk, exercise, audios, and I'll be putting that out uh, for sale with a price of pay what you can. So as little as zero and as high as you would find um, valuable. And uh, so I'll be working on that today. Also, if these podcasts are helpful to you, I'd like to let you know about my tip jar, which you can find at plantyourself.com slash gift, G-I-F-T. You can make a one-time contribution to help cover this month. Uh, you can become a patron over at Patreon and pledge an ongoing monthly amount. Um, today's the last day of March. would be a good day to do that because the um, it would roll over for April. So that it would it would uh, it would happen very very rapidly. Um, so you know I'm doing these on a daily basis. Uh, it's a thing I can do. It's a thing I know how to do. And so far the internet, while spotty, <laughs> again. There is internet here, so it's so easy for me to complain when the upload goes slow or it glitches out and I have to start all over again. But heck, this is Africa, and we have decent internet, and it works most of the time. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that either. And so if you want to uh, to help this mission while, while I am in this uh, wonderful uh, gratitude-evoking um, I don't want to say limbo, that sounds a little too negative, sort of incubation period to see what comes out next, what Plant Yourself and Sick to Fit and Well Start Health look like on the far end of this. If you'd like to um, help out, if you happen to be fortunate enough to have some spare financial resources now, I know a lot of people don't, um, again, that's plantyourself.com slash gift. So thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. And as always, be well, my friends. All right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Reidenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willreidenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Maurer, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Mr. Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jenna Fulkinowski, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes of Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, hi Janet, Claire Adams, Tom Franzak, Jeanette Benham, Gil David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Dorona Vizov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesen, Ruth Ann Funderburg, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, the equally mysterious Tracy Z, Aviva L, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lenneman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, Martha Bergner, Susan Ahmad, Nolly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R, Susan Laverty, the Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Kelly Machia, Dean Norton, Bonnie Lynch, Plant Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Cobble, Julian Rodkins, Breed O'Connell. Shannon Hirschman, Linda Ayat, Holm Hedegaard, Izatuzin Wah, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Olakoski of Plant Power for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Marani, Karen Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Ann Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justin Divich, Joshua Summermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Laurie Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Bacorny, Stephen Leenan, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Karts, Dean Bishop, Bill Briel, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Trisha Adams, 
Ian Kramer, Lance, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarit Hagen, Tracy Gulledge, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Rochelle Kennedy, Diana Goldman, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, Holly Butler, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Parang Ganshik, Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt, Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Olga Sidorowska, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaudem, Ed Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, Danielle Roberts, and Michael Lushton for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for now. As always, be well, my friends. <laughs>